I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. I'm fired up to be here today. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, McKellie Barra. McKellie, what is up? Well, you are my MPP. <laughs> I know what that means most. <laughs> oh, podcast producer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. So we, the NBA season finished yesterday, last night. The Lakers are the NBA champs, uh, which is uh, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty damn cool. Pretty damn cool, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not the greatest game, clearly. No. It looked like Miami had given all that they had in game five. And the Lakers definitely just took advantage of that. And for some reason, the Lakers still had a ton of gas left in the tank and just pummeled them. So not a great game, but it was a great playoffs. And honestly, I don't know if you could have expected more out of the bubble. And the way the NBA handled everything, they did have zero positive tests for players and coaches and all that, but they did have positive cases for people within the bubble, which was a huge concern going into it. And the way they handled that, one with it getting very little attention that people were coming into the bubble with COVID was, is great. And two, that they kept it away from the players, which is everybody going into it was like, this is inevitable. Somebody's going to get it. They're going to spread it. It's going to be all over. But the NBA proved that it's something that does work. I think that the NFL should be at least considering some of the protocols that the NBA put in place uh, to try to help with what they have going on there. Um, I don't know how in the world you do that with college football. You probably just couldn't. But um, it's a huge success for the league to be able to finish with really not any huge speed bumps due to COVID. Obviously, there were some social justice things that put things in question along the way, which I thought were good, ultimately. So to me, mm-hmm. it was just a just a wild success for the NBA to to finish in the way that they did. Yeah, I mean, you can't qualify that any better. It, it was an extremely great experiment that the league has done. I mean, it's it's not just from a sport point of view. They proved that if they need to do something in a in a certain environment with a, like a huge number of people without risking any anything in terms of uh, spreading of the disease, it can be done. It's not cheap. It requires a ton of attention. It requires in, an incredible amount of details. I remember when we discussed the, the protocols and the, I, don't, I don't remember how many pages uh, were written about these protocols, but they, they ended 100, up... 100 plus pages were in the... Yeah, something, something crazy, but it's not crazy. It's an unprecedented disease that behaves in a very... Un, like non-standard way where like people do not transmit the virus in the same way. There are 
person that are super spreader, person that do not spread the virus. So if yeah. you get a super spreader, it's it's done. Your season is over, no matter what you do, because you are in a closed environment when you are in a gym. Um, so that was extremely hard. And I, I don't care the least about the TV ratings and stuff. The NBA did something incredible. They were successful. And I think that they saved their future because it's not just this season. Like, can you imagine going eight months without basketball, like a year without basketball? It like, have, it's crazy. It would have been, it would have been wild. Teams like Charlotte, yeah. teams like Charlotte are going to probably go about a year without basketball. It's weird for those yeah, that didn't make the bubble, but for these teams, but not their friends, true. like their friends had something true to cheer for. Maybe, maybe not their team, but still an incredibly good product. It was not like incredible in terms of the environment. Yeah. The, the the people in the arena were missed because like, it's not the same if you don't have the people, oh, the, yeah. the loud cheer, but still the, the, the NBA product like on court was insanely good. Even in, in the last game, like where like Miami didn't have anything. The Lakers were awesome defensively. Oh yeah. Like if you loved basketball, I mean, you had, you had a lot to watch. Davis was unreal on the defensive yeah. end. I mean, they just yeah. couldn't do anything within like seven, eight feet of the basket. You're just not, you're not going to, you're not going to get anything. And Davis made sure mm -hmm. of that. And I questioned going into the game, you know, I'm, it's very intrigued to see what Anthony Davis would look like because he did not look good at the end of game five, but uh, he was ready and he was dominant. Yeah. And as was LeBron James, who was, <laughs> he's just unbelievable this whole playoffs. If you were to like, if, if you were to just set somebody in front of the TV and be like, how old do you think that guy is? Like, I don't know, 20, 24, 25. I mean, like if you go crazy, you say 29. <laughs> Yeah. something like that <laughs> i mean he is has is not slowing down i mean jimmy butler yeah. is younger than lebron he gave every ounce of everything he had and you could just tell that he didn't have enough time to recharge for game six yeah and lebron's like yeah, yeah i didn't break a sweat in the first five games so this is cool this is cool <laughs> for me it's just just a wild experience getting to uh to watch lebron dominate like that once again so five championships. Is he the goat? We're not going to talk about that on this podcast. So don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Tune in well, to, tune well, in first take. well, what? can I say something? I guess. Well, I, I don't yeah. want to judge. I don't want okay. to judge. I don't okay. care. Uh, when I was young, I remember like my dad and like the family, who's the greatest soccer player of all time is Pelé because he scored more. No, it yeah. was Maradona because it was so, can we stop this and say that in the modern era of basketball, like LeBron was the best player for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. This is insane. Mm -hmm. Period. Like, I don't care about comparing because then you have to compare it with Bill Russell, with Chamberlain, with Jordan, with yeah. whoever. Like in the last 20, year, 20 years, LeBron played 17 seasons and he was the best player in probably 15 of them. Like yeah. this is insane. Period. Let's let's stop there. I don't care about like comparing with other sports. Like basketball, twenty like thirty years ago was a different sport than today. 
not as different oh. as soccer and basketball, but it was no different, doubt. different rules, different tendencies, different uses of clock space. It's different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably if Jordan plays today, he probably scores 30 and he's the best player in the league. Yes. But like, it's totally different. And I don't want to diminish neither player. Like Jordan was awesome for his time. LeBron is sensational today. Like, can we just say that and, and move on and just appreciate that after Jordan, we get another player that can be at least in the discussion of for the best player of all time. Yeah. This is incredible. And maybe we will have Luca for the next 15 years or some other player, Kate Cunningham. Who knows? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Dort. Dort. <laughs> who knows? Who's to say? Honestly, who's to say that Dort is not the... Uh... The next LeBron. You don't know that. You don't know that for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, LeBron was not a good three-point shooter when he was young. So It's true. That's the Th- comp. That's the comp. They're both built like trucks. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? He's yeah. not Canadian, though. I don't know if that... Who? LeBron, I mean. Yeah, so, Dort's not no, no. really Canadian either, though. He's Haitian. I don't know. So. Well, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> let's I think I think you could say I think it's a fair thing to say that LeBron will have the best career of anybody in the history of the NBA as far yeah. as longevity and accomplishments and the amount of times he's been to the finals and yeah you know I think that you could say that just because Jordan's career was it was obviously incredible but strange in a lot of ways mm-hmm. yeah on and off and yeah I mean it's, it, again, it's different. I mean, to do what LeBron did in today's NBA, it's, it's something insane. Yeah. To come back, like, Fortnite winning it with three different teams, is, it's, oh, like, super hard. Yeah, it's, it's insane. You know, Tim Duncan could trust the Spurs organization to make the right decisions all along yeah. the way. It's a great organization. You hop organizations like LeBron did, because he won one, like Miami, great organization, clearly. They're back in the finals today. You go to Cleveland, not so good. I think I think the real accomplishment is winning in Cleveland. I mean, yeah. honestly, with, a, with the type of owner that they had in Dan Gilbert and the way that they ran their organization, it's kind of a miracle that he won one there. Now at the Lakers, not as difficult whenever you have Anthony Davis telling everybody, yeah, you can trade for me, but I'm going to the Lakers anyways. So good luck. Yeah. But let's stop there because I think that there is something that we should discuss about LeBron James. Um, he was not good last year. Uh, I probably t- took a year off for different reasons. Yeah. And, and this year, like you have a new running mate. It's not super easy to build a culture in one year. Sure. Uh, just just phone the Clippers and, and ask Kawhi and Paul George how hard it is to really believe and to make other believe in you. For LeBron James, is very very easy yeah. uh, because he's the best player. But he he makes it look easy, but it's not. And the way in which the Lakers played the entire in the bubble, the the entire playoff experience for them was a team that believed in LeBron and followed his lead and played extremely hard like guys like Caruso uh Kentavious Caldwell Pope Rajon Rondo like these guys played sensationally well for for the level they 
they were in the regular season. They just took took it to the to another level. And this is what LeBron asks you because it's the thing that he does regularly. Well, and like, credit to Vogel too. Oh yeah, For- oh yeah. It's it's not easy to coach LeBron and to 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 actually do something because against the zone, you you cannot play volleyball every single time. Right. It, it, it was clear for me the effort to put the, the role player in the best position to succeed. Yeah. And to just like push all the right buttons. I mean, yeah. JaVale McGee. Sorry, dude. You're sitting out. And then yeah. in game six, Dwight Howard. Sorry, man. Sit down. And he just pushed all the right buttons with each yeah. player and established a defense and did a great job for a guy that everybody thought was going to get fired. He did a very, yeah. very good job for that team yeah. and was was willing to take risks. And, you know, it's it's easier to take risks when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the court with you. Your margin for error is huge. But still, he did a really, really good job. And LeBron, he had the respect of LeBron, which I think very much matters, which I don't yeah. think many people would have predicted that. I think a lot of people would have said, yeah, that's it's probably not going to be their coach. I think Jason Kidd is going to be their coach eventually. And that didn't happen. So, yeah, huge, huge credit to Vogel on on that front. The uh, so the th- there's no Thunder news, right? <laughs> there's, there's there's nothing going on in Thunderland currently, and a lot of that is due to the fact that we don't have the cap and tax numbers yet. So, I think obviously we've talked about it. There's guidance that will be given to teams before the NBA draft. I think they will likely have a coach before the NBA draft. And then then we will probably start to at least hear rumors of things. Now, we heard rumors of like the Knicks and whatnot over the past week, but uh, the Knicks are still the Knicks, and there's still going to be leaks and stories and made-up stuff and mm-hmm. whatever. That's just the way that the, the Knicks and the New York media operate. It's just a constant stream of information that may or may not be true. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get the same thing in Oklahoma City. So I thought it might be fun to do a way too soon Western Conference rankings for next season. And, you know, things aren't going to change as much as they did last year where you had like Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis and everybody changing spots. I think that for the most part, these teams are what they are. I think you're going to have it's an arms race for almost everybody in the West. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to share my screen and bring up the teams just because it's easier to, uh, to have up in front of you. But it's going to be an arms race between so many teams in the West because I think you can take a look at it and see that the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Jazz, the Mavericks, the Trailblazers, the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Spurs, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and Warriors – all would like to make the playoffs next year, right? Am I wrong? Uh, I don't think so. There might be teams like the Kings and probably the Kings that <laughs> if they don't do it, it's not the end of they, they should like they should be okay with not making the playoffs. Um, same with probably the Grizzlies. Because it still makes sense for them to be not super bad, but quite bad, mm-hmm. uh, and to take another bite at the apple. I mean, they are they have two very good players, but 
it's not clear cut to me that either of those are franchise franchise players. I mean, you have Jamorant, which is a very, very good player. So is Jaron Jackson Jr. So is Brandon Clark. But I don't think that it would be bad for them to have another year where you play, you try to play hard, and if you miss it, who cares? Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. If you're the if I mean, if you're the Grizzlies, I'd be super jacked to take a step back and add one more guy. If you could add like the eighth pick to that team, yeah, great. Especially in this next draft, which is supposed to be very good, and you never really yeah. know until you really get to the draft, and really you really really don't know until a couple of years afterwards. Yeah. But this next draft is seen as a very good one, and so it's it's great. It's a great time, Thunder, to trade Chris Paul. And to find some trades for other guys, because if you are the one that takes a step back, it's great. It's great for you. So let's take a look at, oh, I'm changing the screen when I'm doing this. Let's take a look at these teams and and rank them going into next season uh, based on where you think their record will be at the end of next season. So let's- Shall we start at the bottom or at the top? Let's start at the top. I feel like the top is easier than the bottom, don't you think? Yeah. Like, who's going to squeeze in? I have no idea. I mean, it's easier to just say the Lakers are at the top again, right? They're- yeah, yeah, they have a lot of contracts that they have to um, kind of understand what they want to do. They have a bunch of player options. Uh, they might be different. Uh, not, I don't know how much, but I, I do think that they will try to improve. Probably they will feel okay trying to move Danny Green to somewhere to get one or two players. Yeah. And, and especially because Rondo played a very good season um, overall, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I trust him for another season, entire season uh, with a ball in his hands. I, I do think that if they can find a way to get Dan Schroeder or a player like that, it would make extremely good. Like it would make sense for both uh, sides. I don't know if OKC wants to get Danny Green. I don't think so, but he will be coveted for, from, I don't know, Houston teams like that. So yeah. I don't think it will be extremely hard to, to move it uh, to another um, to another team and maybe you, I don't know you get Ferguson and, and Schroeder for Danny Green and then you 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 ship Danny Green somewhere maybe back to Toronto I don't know yeah I mean there'll be a, a host of teams that would like to give up their first round pick especially if they're a good team mm-hmm. that would give up their first round pick for next year in order to either make playoffs like I mean, Dallas, I mean, he would, he, honestly, he'd be good anywhere. Dallas, Utah, Houston. I mean, there's yeah. Phoenix would probably like to get him. Uh, OKC Dunder Miffle one says Danny Green and the 2022 first round pick for Schroeder. Um, yeah, something along the lines. I, I don't have the, um, the Lakers pick situation in front of me. Probably they can give you this year pick, I think. Maybe after the draft, that is something that you can do. Like you wait for the draft, yeah. Then you tr- because they cannot trade it before, and I, I don't think Schroeder is the value of Schroeder is not uh, that high. If he if you use if you have like the twenty ninth pick mm-hmm. or the thirtieth pick, uh, then it's probably okay. But you have to do it after the draft, uh, and you do again Schroeder. 
and Ferguson for Danny Green and Weber. They yeah. pick at 20, at 20. Ooh, ship Ferg out of here, man. Get him out of here. Uh, yeah, I do think that a season in a tough environment, like tough in terms of uh, being consistent and demanding as the Lakers are, um, I think it could make either it's a make or break situation for him. Yeah. And you have to just shoot it with LeBron James. So I think it's, I think it's a, it's an okay trade to make. I think the money works hundred percent. So I think we could get back Taylor Horton Tucker too. Do you really want Taylor Horton Tucker? I do. He's my, okay. he's my kind of guy. Okay. Six, four, Fine. thick as can be. That's <laughs> my kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that one way or the other, the Lakers will probably end up being the best team uh, in the West or at least in the top tier of real title contender. Again, mm-hmm. because I don't see, unless something happens to LeBron James and or uh, Anthony Davis, they will be uh, at the top of the league. Maybe not in the regular season, because I think that they can pace themselves a little bit more than what they did this season. Mm-hmm. But they will win around 55 and probably be the top three seats. Yeah. seeding the, in the in, in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still, the top tier teams, I would say in next year's NBA in the Western Conference, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Would you include uh, anybody else in that Yes. I, I do think that the Warriors have a shot. Oh, yep. They do. They have a shot. They do. I still see the Nuggets has as like a very 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 good team but i don't wow oh, no no we no got no a nuggets no. hater I... in the house wait wait wow wait. no you've already said wait. too much let me finish you've said too much <laughs> they, like it's it's something like until you do it you're not there yeah and i do think that the top three team in the league in terms of really have a chance at the title are the two LA teams and the Golden State Warriors with the Golden State Warriors being probably number two in my list because I do think they will do something to get off Wiggins contract and get a better player and they have all the assets in the world to do it so I do think that the starting five of the Warriors will be Clay, Steph, um, Draymond and probably at least two other very very good players and well, put Gallo and another player like Danny Green uh, for Golden State. Do you put them like below the Clippers? I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. So for me, it's those three teams, then the Nuggets, and then other teams. Yeah. I, I just don't see the Nuggets beating the Lakers and or the Clippers. Well, they, they did beat the Clippers. Um, uh, but maybe they next year, Clippers. <laughs> yeah. Then let's put the Lakers above everyone. I mean, I don't see that it, it was a pretty stark difference between the Nuggets and the Lakers. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think that they fit up there. I'd even be will, more willing to put the Warriors closer to the Lakers than yeah. anybody else. Then, then let's say Lakers and Warriors tier one and Clippers and Nuggets tier one, one B, something like that. Yeah. Um, the Clippers certainly deserve the disrespect. There's no doubt. 
Yeah, I mean, they have to prove it now. I, I do think that they will be very active on the market. They have nothing, really nothing to trade for. Uh, I still think that the Marcus Morris trade, it's even worse than the Paul George one because they gave up a lot for a player that didn't do anything good for them in the yeah. playoff. And they, they gave up like two first round picks, something like that. Yeah, they had to make it happen. It yeah. Was... Just... It's great. It's really good. It's honestly yeah. really good. <laughs> and the report about Mike Brown being being possibly a candidate for them. It just so I gotta say I'm just fired up to be here today. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Woo! That's just so exciting. I just cannot yeah. I, if they actually have a press conference with Mike Brown as their head coach, I could not be more thrilled. That's just it's signaling the end. That's all it yeah. is, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this is a real rumor. Um, it was it was Mark Stein, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's a real it's a it's it's real. It 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 comes from a very very good reporter. But it's it seems incredible to me that you go you have a championship caliber team and you go there. I mean, I would be more yeah. willing to. Like to pay a gazillion money to Mike D'Antoni and and try to make that offense work. Yeah, no, I, and, I agree. And maybe it's 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 not the best solution, but I would try that before Mike Brown. I don't know if there is any other option that that it's like an accomplished coach because you don't do you don't go Kenny Atkinson. Uh, you have two players like LeBron and Kawhi, like uh, Paul George and Kawhi. I'm not sure that Kenny is the right person if you have a, like a year where you have to make progress maybe you don't have to win the title but you have to at least give the lakers fits yeah you kind of have to win the title um i'm not entirely sure if it goes to seven and you have like uh i don't know a 50 point game for anthony davis to end your run you pro like paul george will probably resign oh i mean paul and so will Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi I'm, Kawhi, I'm a little bit, that's the one I don't know. Because his expectations are sky high. He's won yeah. titles in two other places. And if the Clippers prove that they can't put a title team on the floor, that's that's where he can be like, all right, I'm going back to the East. That was easy. Let's go back there. So it's Reggie Jackson and Paul George running the show. <laughs> oh, man. But I got to say, I'm just fired up yes. to be here today. Yes. Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That really MPP cool. voting also for Reggie Reggie Jackson. That's probably. right. Oh man. Third in the MPP voting. He's third in the MPP voting, everybody. Uh okay. Yeah. So next tier. So we have Lakers and Warriors in tier one. Really Lakers in tier one. Warriors in tier yeah. two. Clippers, Nuggets in tier three. Do we want to include the Houston Rockets or the Utah Jazz or the Dallas Mavericks in this tier with the Clippers and Nuggets? Um, I mean, if I'm, we want to project a bit, yeah. yes. And it's the Mavs. Yeah, I like that. This is five teams already, by the way. Yeah. Um, what about yeah, Utah? Well, like, what are your thoughts on Utah? Are they, uh, you, you think that Utah could fall back? Uh, I don't. I don't see them really changing their outlook for next year. 
I see them as a very solid team, a team that probably will win 50, 52. They will be either the fifth or the fourth seed or even the sixth seed if everything goes well for the other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see how they improve dramatically what they have. They will play great basketball in the playoffs and they could probably give Denver fits, Houston fits, probably also the Clippers. But how do you go about like when you have to play the Lakers, what's your next level? Because if you play at your best level, you you can probably beat Denver. You can probably beat Houston. If you find them in in bubble mode, you can probably beat the Clippers because Donovan Mitchell is that good and Rudy probably can be a factor in that uh, in that game because they don't have too many um, pull up threats. And mean, then if I mean just remember, like if Mike Conley makes that three. Oh yeah. What happens? Do do the Jazz have a chance to beat the Clippers? And it's it's a good series, I think. And yes, they have Bogdanovich, which improves their um their percentage for sure. Yeah. But I don't see them being that much better. I mean, Donovan Mitchell was extremely uh proficient in terms of scoring. Mm-hmm. He took a huge um amount of shots and he took a huge load on his shoulders in terms of uh, on offense. So when Bogdanovich is back, it probably means that Mitchell goes for, I don't know, 20 shots instead of 28. Yeah. Uh, so does I that, don't know. So does that mean that, okay, so if I'm reading you correctly, Lakers, Warriors, Clippers, Nuggets, Mavs, Rockets, Jazz, and this next tier? Yeah. So... If my math is correct, and I believe it is, we've got one more team left to fit into this equation. And before we just write it off, are we positive the Thunder are not going to be in this conversation? Uh, No, uh, it's not 100%, but I wouldn't bet my... I mean, I was... I remember when we discussed that at the beginning of the season and we were under the impression that sooner or later a trade would materialize for Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari. It was very close for Danilo. Um, But, I mean, the West will be better. OKC cannot replicate a season like that. It was a very successful season for OKC. I can see Shape getting better, Baisley getting better. I don't see Chris Paul having a better season um, compared to 2019, 2020. It's yeah. it's hard for him in a team like OKC, in, in a framework like OKC to be better than last year. And so if you just consider this, then probably you are discussing a team that will perform at the same level at best um, for, uh, compared to last season. And they got lucky. I mean, if you like... Turn, turn it the way you want. Clutchness is something that can describe very well what has been done, but not what will be. Mm-hmm. So their results in, 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 the, in the clutch were, were very, very good. And it's very unlikely that they will be able to replicate that. And so you, you slide like four wins back. You're talking about like a 42, 43 win team that can probably uh, be 
number 10 in the league in the western conference not in the not really in the playoff race and if we're discussing tiers i mean it's not that portland is that far away and they have ways to improve i mean it's not that their future is mortgage to i don't know to some other team they can concoct a trade to get anyone they can make a package for Beal. They can make uh, a push for, I don't know, other... They can make a push for Chris Paul if they want. Uh, they can put CJ McCollum and, I don't know, whatever other big contact they have and a couple of first-round picks and boom, you have Damian Lillard and Chris Paul if this is what they want to do. So if they can uh, change something without mortgaging their future and getting them real help, then they are at the same level as the Rockets probably, or close to that. Mm -hmm. For the other teams, it will be extremely hard. Extremely hard. Yeah. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer and it was man very very easy process linkedin isn't just a job board linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. It'll be fit. Yeah. I mean, if you put Portland there as like the last team, because uh, uh, Portland's to me, I think Dame is probably the second best player in all of, in that like three team chunk there. I think Harden's probably better. But then it's Dame, right? He's better than anybody in the Jazz. He's better than yeah. everybody else on the Rockets except for James Harden. So yeah, but he can have a better season than James Harden. I would not be extremely surprised. Sure. He can be. He can have a season like that. He he almost had it like last season. He was awesome. Um, yeah, he probably so, did have a better season than James did, despite the record of the Blazers. I mean, you look yeah. at his numbers, and James was so bad for that stretch. Right. Yeah. You know, during the around the all star break was so bad. So I think that you could. I mean, I think that's pretty easy to say that, that he, he can. And then you have the two teams that will probably take advantage for from anyone who slips ahead of them. 
And I can see the Phoenix Suns and the Pelicans being in a tier of their own as we will fight for the eighth seed until we die. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is tier five or tier four, but these two teams, I can see them winning in the forties. And if OKC doesn't trade Chris Paul, I will put them in the same tier. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. I would, I would, and then yeah. we have, we have the bottom because yeah, it's, it's probably Blazer Suns Pelicans are probably all in this like race for eight seed. And then you have like this like sad bunch of teams. The Suns are kind of one of the sad teams because I think they believe they can get there after winning all their bubble games, which is kind of a farce. But um, like Minnesota might be the saddest of all these, right? Just because they've been trying mm-hmm. so long <laughs> to get there. And they the last time I got there was with Jimmy. And they ended up having to trade Jimmy because he did not like their young guys like he likes Bam Adebayo. Um, but man, if you're the Timberwolves, yeah. if you're the Timberwolves, what do you do? What do you do? Like, How do you get better? How do you become a playoff team if you're the Timberwolves in the Western Conference? How do you do it? Well, you can take two different routes. And one is extreme patience because you already screwed up once. Uh, it was not easy uh, with a, a very, very good number one pick and with like a good coach and another star and you still screw up. So now you can either like Talk to your guys, talk to Russell, talk to Carl Towns and say, well, this will be a, a year of disaster. We'll win 22. You, we will be miserable. We will try to build for the future because we really need um, another pick. And and this, I don't think it will be the road because it's, I don't see them being okay with with this plan. But but this is the plan that I will I would try to advocate for. And 2021, we don't possess our future, so we have to be better. Oh and we will we will be better, uh, but we have to be bad another year. Um, I don't think this will happen. Or you can try to make a couple of trades that can make you better now. And but but you have to be really, really careful. <laughs> You you have to pick the guys that you are sure will be very, very good for you. You can try to sign a bunch of free agents like Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant can be okay for them as a four slash backup five. You have to get a wing that can play defense and be okay on offense. I don't know who that is, but you have to try to get him uh, without paying like a lot of money. And <laughs> so screwed. And, just that sentence alone just puts them in the category of just being so screwed, right? And then you, you might have to get guys like Danny Schroeder or Danilo Gallinari or guys like that. I mean, I, we are Thunder Podcast, so you have to try to see if there is anything that they could do with the Thunder. I do think that trying to get Schroeder for them it can be okay. He proved that he can play alongside another guard, especially a guard that can be a, a spot of threat like the Angelo Russell and you have, you need ball handlers. I mean, so sure works. And 
probably also Gallinari. I, I don't know how much you defend with Gallo on the court together with Towns and Russell, but at least you your offense will be extremely good. Yeah, what do you do? Because, I mean, you have the clear money swap with James Johnson, who is definitely mm-hmm. picking up that player option for $15.8 million. So yeah. that's That gets you the money. But then, like, what sweetener are the Timberwolves going to be willing to throw in? Like, how much more draft capital can they throw in? Um, maybe you trade Jared Culver. Yeah, do you want if do you want Jared Culver? Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Why? I guess it would be my rebuttal. Have you given up on him already? No, 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 no. I haven't. Uh, he was a little older, <laughs> and he was just pretty super terrible last year. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. But, I mean, you still may want to try that out yourself. I don't know who um, we're going to balance out his money. Mm, yes, Ferguson always work. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, the money are tough if you include Culver. Is that good um, enough though for the Timberwolves to give up on your lottery pick from last year to get back Schroeder and Terrence Ferguson? Nah. I mean, no. I would be, I'd be super. It makes them better, but I would be super miffed if that's what happened. Yeah, no, they have to. They have to do better than that. I mean, probably OKC is not a good a good pairing for them. I would try again to to sign. Um, like to 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 make a real offer to guys like Jeremy Grant. Uh, I don't know if he's interested. Um, another guy that may work for them is Victor Ladipo. Like James Johnson and Jared Culver is twenty one millions, and probably it fits Oladipo's salary to perfection. Um, it's probably not enough. You probably want to give at least another conditional first rounder of some sort. That would, that I mean, can, that's more palatable for both teams. I feel like. Yeah. Jared Culver back to the Pacers. Here's a guy, just try to make him good. See if you can do it. And the Timberwolves have a, that's, that's a path for the Timberwolves to actually be a playoff contender. Now to me, I like that because you pair him with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Towns, like your offense is going to be good. And maybe he can help you enough with your defense. But you still need another. Like you need a good defensive four next to Towns. Yeah, but probably have the space to sign someone. I don't know, but maybe no, maybe not because they are at the cap or very close. Yeah, it's it's tough for them. It's tough. Yeah, um, I don't want to trade Oladipo to like any team but Boston. <laughs> I think that trading. Um, Turner and Depot to Boston in exchange for uh, Gordon Hayward and as many first rounders slash young guys Atlanta, um, Indiana once is the trade. Yeah. That but would make Boston where, Yeah, because Boston will have Kemba, Depot, um, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. With, with Smart coming off the bench. Uh Back to the T-Walls, I, I don't know. They can maybe try to pay a lot uh, to the Pelicans for Drew Holiday. That will improve their stock quite a bit. Yep. But I don't know if the Pelicans the wants to much, go that though? route. Does that move the needle that much? Uh, yeah, he, yeah, I do think that he's a great player. And yeah. Great. Uh, you think he's great? 
I think he is top 15 of his role. Top 15 point guard. Sure. Point guard slash guard. I mean, he's a, he's good in terms of defense, in terms of shooting. He can be effective without having to carry the ball. And I do think that it, it can improve dramatically the, the walls better than Oladipo, I think, uh, because yeah. he has size. He can be a more versatile defender. He has probably a better contract in terms of that. You have a slightly longer deal and you, you don't have to pay him right away. Um, I like Drew Holiday. I'm not trying to say that he's not good. I just. Well, it's not great in terms of like he's an old guy. I know. Yeah. But they can, can they get an, an old NBA guy not named Russell Westbrook that then probably can be had for some kind of offer? Yeah, you don't even want to do that. Like Russell's not gonna, yeah. not going to take you where you want to go either. That's what that's what, I just you never you never want to be the Timberwolves. Just I mean, they gave up a lot to get Jimmy Butler. They gave up <laughs> Jimmy Butler and then got back even less. And it's just, yeah. and then they trade away. I mean, it's just, they just found themselves in a mess. That's why people want to talk about like the process and how like the six, the Sixers, if Sam Hinky got to carry it out, would have been, I think it would have been great. But that's why you never want to go too soon. You never yeah. want to be like, all right, it's time to push all our chips in and get Jimmy Butler. And then he's like, yeah, I don't want to be here. Oh, yeah. crap. Same thing could happen for the Thunder. You have to be sure. You have to be sure that one, that you're trading for the right guy. And then two, you have to be sure that your young guys are ready to seize it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that you trade for a guy that he's, I don't know, two, three years old and your best player in like Porzingis, like what the Mavs did with Porzingis. It was a risk, but it's not the same. I mean, they got a player that didn't want to be in New York. And they paired him with one of the best talent, young talent in the league. Mm. And there was no real pressure on him. It's different. Like Jimmy was very in a different zone in his career. It was a different moment um, of his career. And it's, it's hard. Again, I don't know. I don't know who can fix the, the T-Wolves. Kyle Lowry, maybe? A guy like that? But can you oh, even gosh. get him? Oh, no, no. Number one, no. Uh, number because two. you don't want you don't want Kyle Lowry to be sad, right? That would be so sad. Send him away yeah. from the T dot. No way, man. Not happening. Don't even. But put they that. need they need a guy like that, a yeah, guy that can yeah. put a soul in that team and play gritty defense. That's why I think Holiday can be a good choice for them because he can actually be a good defender and like try to to make them better on that end because they have to be. And uh, I mean, they cannot trade for Bradley Beal. As soon as Bradley hits the market, there will be at least like two or three other teams that have better offers. They're or maybe even more than that. To trade for a guy to give them a soul, and Jimmy rejected their soul. Yeah, that's why you need like a slightly lesser, like you have. You need to to have an e- easier personality. Jimmy can give you a soul, but it will rip your soul if you if you don't like mm-hmm. if you don't. If yeah. you're not compliant with his style, let, let's put it this way. Yeah. No, he did that. He, yeah. he totally did that. What about Chris Paul? Will he give you a soul? They, they cannot get him in terms of salary. It's too hard. Yeah. And, and like, really? 
This is where you, you send Chris Paul. Dude, I don't care. As long as we get something good, send him away, man. Yeah, but what what good like it's it's picks probably, right? They don't have enough salary to make it work. Mm-mm. No, they needed to do it. Yeah, the Evan Turner deal is gone. Yeah, it's too hard. Yeah. You can't do it. No, 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 can't do it. Well, no, no, it's it's probably they can make moves on the side though. Like just not mortgage your future today. Try to put like pieces that work. I don't know. Um, like try to to make offers if if they have the money. Uh, if they let everyone expire and somehow trade James Johnson into someone else's space without getting back salary, they probably have enough space to make offers. Again, guys like Jeremy Grant, like solid players that can help you from day one they have Malik Beasley I don't know who he they will probably have to pay him but if they get him for I don't know six seven millions something like that eight it's still an okay deal they can they will probably have to overpay him a little bit in order to keep him there Mm -hmm. and try to to build that way it will not be pretty but if you don't mortgage too much then you probably have another shot at it not too many because like towns is already there and russell is there mm-hmm. so they they have to they have to be smart and garrison rosa seems to be a very smart gm so maybe he has a plan i don't know yeah he's he's smart kind of that wiggins deal just looks worse and worse though like russell has has got to be great this next year yeah. to make that deal look palatable because you give up that pick, which I mean, would you be surprised? It could be Cade Cunningham. It could be. What if they gave up Cade Cunningham? To get- That's why trade from our dear friend, sport fan 405 makes sense. If you tweak it a little bit, a tweak, right? Tweak away. I mean, uh, the trade is Rudy Gobert. Um, let's assume that he's on the market because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Um, he goes to the Warriors mm-hmm. plus and, um, and he goes to the Warriors, period. Then Utah gets from OKC, Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeder plus 2020 pick from the Warriors. This is still kind of okay i don't think that the salary work like in a in a perfect way but that's they can make it work i'm not terribly concerned um and then okc gets minnesota's pick this will not happen under any circumstances but if you instead of trading the full pick you swap 2021 pick in the thunder favors so okc gets the best between their own pick and Minnesota's pick. Yeah. Then I think you may have a deal. Because like the Jets get a very good pick, the number two pick in this draft. Um and they get two very solid players in Dennis Schroeder and Steven Adams that can probably maybe Adams is I don't know, 80% of what Gobert is or whatever percentage you want to to put there. I don't think Gobert was extremely effective on defense this season. And they get a real option off the bench that might start in some circumstance. And and they get a pick. So they get a really good deal for Rudy Gobert. 
the Warriors get a very, 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 very good defensive. Oh my! Like, can you imagine scoring against Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert? They will probably have zero space. That would be but, super sick. You don't have zero space though when you have the two best shooters in the world on your team. Yeah, less zero. space than usual for yeah. them. You think like, Rudy's okay? With Draymond Green saving? will have to to shoot a lot. Yeah. He'll, and he'll have to be good. Yeah. And then what is in for OKC? First, you can have three of the fifth player that will probably start for the Olympics uh, for Canada national team. Awesome. Second, you get a bite, an extra bite at the number one pick in 2021, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you need. Because if Minnesota is bad, then you increase and, and you and OKC is bad with this trade. They will probably be very bad. Mm. Um, you increase your chances a lot because if you have, say, the two worst record in the league or two of the worst five record in the league, I cannot make them out on on my head right now. But you have a really really high chance to get number one. Yeah, and and again, the Warriors might think the same and say, well, maybe we don't get number one. But we will get number two, three, four. Yeah. Or five. And I get Gobert plus number five, my number five pick instead of Wiggins and number one pick. It's a it's choice. It's a solid deal. It's a solid deal. The Jazz would have to be amenable to it. And Rudy would have to basically say, like, I'm ready to go. Like, get me out of here. And yeah. Then, and then it's a good deal for the Jazz. I like it. I think it makes sense, especially if you do the pick swap thing. If you don't do the pick swap thing and the Warriors just give it up, yeah, that's great for OKC, but for the Warriors, there's zero ways that I give up both the number two pick in this draft and that potential like lottery pick for the next year. There's just no way. There's just no way. But a pick swap, yes. I think it makes more sense. So thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barrow. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. We appreciate you guys tuning in on Periscope and asking questions. Happy birthday, Dion, to everybody. Huge shout out to Dion Waiters for being an NBA champion. This is just your day, Dion. Don't listen to the haters. Just do your thing, Dion. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.